Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to How to Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard, that's me, and my friend psychotherapist Lucy Clyde will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond. Because whatever type of pandemic you're having, it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can by talking. Well, I tell you, I have booked, I have booked something. I have booked something for the... You've uh, told me about the grand reopening. Oh, well, that's it. That's it. That still <laughs> is the only thing. So we're now, we're now how far into this news? We're, how far much further along the roadmap are we? That's it. That is, that, that sums up my enthusiasm and, may I say, my priorities. <laughs> I think, like, I think that I we're, we're in a bad way if we've run out of interesting stories to even tell each other let alone an audience I know, I know. but once I've had a haircut I'll be able to tell you about that won't I I think oh, I think dear. there's something about I think there's something quite important for me but it's preparatory about the haircut like I don't feel that I can face uh uh easing out of lockdown I can't even think about it with my hair in this state the amount of hair that I have which is now there's lots of it and I think the guy's going to need hedge cutters I, I, I really think you might be over exaggerating <laughs> just as part. Do you? Your hair looks like totally normal and fine to me from here. And it's barely past your shoulders, Lucy. You're making out that you're some kind of trampy Rapunzel. Yeah, no, that's kind of how I feel. But that's the thing. It's loss of perspective. It's COVID. That's lockdown for you right there. Well, here we are. Here we are in spring. We can call it spring now, can't we? Yeah. Spring 2021, yeah. Yeah. and Ooh. we've all had our oh, we've all had lovely COVID celebrations this week, haven't we? We've all been throwing lockdown, happy birthday, COVID <laughs> happy parties, birthday. happy first birthday <laughs> to my incarceration. I know, but I did, I, I did spend the day feeling uh, when I was thinking about it, I did feel a bit stunned, actually, of how long it was. Yeah, and the magnitude of it all, not just that it's been a year, because it hasn't been a year really, has it? It's been about a century. You know, it's about the, yeah, about the, the magnitude of the experience, I think. It is, it is. There is that um, a slight line you can draw between, you know, if you've had a kid and you have a first birthday. Mm. And, and obviously it's never about the child because they're too young to remember anything and it's always about the parents or whatever. Yes. But you have that moment of reflection thinking, you know, oh, my God you know what a journey I've been on you know mm. I had no idea what I was getting into when <laughs> I had yeah. this baby a year ago and I thought it was going to be like this but actually it went like that yeah. and it felt like the longest year of my life and you know what some of those feelings did come flooding back 
Did this they? Yeah. Wow. Just that yeah. sense of like, but you know, honestly, like you reminded me, we we went into that lockdown being told it was going to be three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought that was such a difficult, like, oh, three weeks. Yeah. What? What we can't go anywhere for three weeks? Doesn't that just sound bratty now, though? It sounds really entitled <laughs> and bratty. They're really spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. And it now does. we're just looking out three month lockdowns. Yeah. Blink of an eye. I can do that. No problem. One hand tied behind my back. Yeah, sure. I we've know. All, we've all toughened up a bit to it, I guess. We've all we? toughened up. We've all we've all we've all toughened up and we've all stabilized and we've all stopped. Well, we're through the shock and the panic, and the shock went on for quite a long time. Um mm. that the the shock phase. And I think we're sort of now in the I, I think if we think about it in sort of phases of grief, I think it's safe to say we're in resignation. Ah, which stage is that? Is that near the end? It's right at the end. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> <Phew>. <laughs> I hope but it wasn't my stage two. But you don't, no, no, but you don't stay there. They, you cycle through them. So it doesn't mean you're done. No, you can go back into no. disbelief or rage or bargaining or any of those things, but you're very unlikely to go back into shock. shock okay. Is the big one. Shock's, you know, shock's the freaking out buying loo roll in this case, wasn't it? And actually I can, I can remember picking, picking my son up from school and walking home and both of us sort of weeping yeah. on the way home because it was so scary and weird. Uh, yeah, it's COVID nostalgia now. We're all in COVID nostalgia <laughs> zone. Um, but we don't want to talk about COVID nostalgia, do no. we? We want to talk about uh, uh, the future, mm. the ghost of Christmas future or whatever. Wow. We, no, we're not. It's kind of a bit weird, isn't it? Because we're oh going to talk God. about fear. Yes. Um, because it's really, this is where our mental health is now. Not, not you know, saying everyone's absolutely sitting there terrified. But there is a little bit of a collective um, holding breath and nervousness now about what's unfolding. And because we have been given the roadmap and because we now have the next few months with all these kind of dates, you know, facing us, which are supposed to lead to the golden sunlit uplands of the olden days of, mm. of a normal life. Um and it's so weird because it doesn't feel like we can all breathe out. I, I don't think it feels as good as it might have thought. No. It feels actually quite scary. Yeah, it does. And I, I have to I have to say that, you know, I haven't really engaged properly with this whole roadmap thing. So I'm very uncertain as to dates and times and what's allowed. And I was thinking about that because I couldn't understand why I hadn't engaged with it because I would have expected to have been mm. all over it and, you know, had those dates scratched on my walls. But I think, you know, the reason is because I am I am a bit fearful. I'm a bit fearful and I'm deeply cynical. Mm. And that's very different from this time last year. Really? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> cynicism a bit. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're a hundred percent different person, obviously. But but no, the kind of the, the 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 slight kind of the trepidation about engaging with life. But you were cynical about the first lockdown easing. I remember I, I was, was I was all like, hooray, hooray, we're all going to go out for dinner and, and yeah. it'll be fine in the end. Yeah. And you weren't. No. Um, but I totally understand. I mean, I think you know that we're all you know totally aware that this is hooked on a number of things all going to plan which are 
don't already sound like they are going to plan. Mm. So there is that trepidation of going, will this actually happen? Um, But I think underneath that, there is a lot of um, sort of sense of, oh, no, 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 no. Because actually, we are all a little bit COVID conditioned, aren't we? We're all a little bit falling in love with our captor. Patty Hearst style. <laughs> you know, we've we've been with this, you know, for so long, we've decided yeah. we may as well stay with it. Yes, and we've sort of come to terms with a borderline abusive relationship. Yeah, 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 it didn't end well for Patty Hearst, as I remember. So I let's hope that <laughs> it doesn't go in that direction for any of us, because I, I don't want that for anybody ever. Um but no, I think I think you're right. There is that sense of having having acclimatised and institutionalised and fallen a bit in love with our captor because we know where we are and we know what we're meant to be doing most of the time and you know we've all kind of got used to the idea and it just it just feels safe and I think that's what happens you know we are we're wonderfully wonderfully adaptable animals and Mm. we we acclimatise and adapt to our environment and you know change is great novelty is great but it's also comes at a it also often provokes a sense of threat because we like to know what's happening in our immediate environment and when you start to change it up it can feel a bit scary but okay so why is that happening in this case because what we're actually being presented with is in a few months time our old lives or you know the 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 world which we all knew and Mm. lived in we're just being presented with the opportunity to go look you can have that back again. There was quite a lot of that that a lot of people really didn't like. And I think and I think there's I think, you know, the business of FOMO uh, has been entirely eliminated <laughs> for a year. And I think a oh, year later, a year later, quite a lot of people are going, actually, do you know what? I really quite like not feeling social pressure. I'm not a particularly social person. I don't really enjoy doing this. I only did it because I thought I had to. And all of that stuff, all of those weird societal peer pressures, and you know, we've 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 all been given a given breathing space from that, and I think that's allowed us to see just quite how oppressive some of that stuff can be. Quite a lot of people don't enjoy particularly mm. the outdoor, you know, being out. They just don't. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's been a lot of, um, I'm sure you've seen it all around the place, a lot of chats. Um, with uh, some people saying that when everything is finally mm. lifted, whenever that is, and there's no restrictions anymore, yeah. we're going to go as a collective culture into a kind of bacchanal, yeah. roaring 20s, yeah. everyone going absolutely yeah. nuts um, because yeah. that's what happened after the Spanish flu yeah. 100 years ago. And and we're all going to just be shagging each other in the streets. Yeah. And taking mm-hmm. drugs and mm-hmm. and living wild lives because mm-hmm. we're all pent up frustration, mm-hmm. um, and that's a bit intimidating. <laughs> as well. I don't want exactly, to. exactly because there's pressure. There's pressure. You know what I mean? That's exactly that. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. The huge pressure to suddenly, you know, let all the steam out of the kettle all at once in the most mm-hmm. outrageous way you can. And actually, for some people, that's just going to be way too much and way too overwhelming. And I suspect that what happened in, you know, after the Spanish flu is a few, a handful of very attractive young people went out and blew <laughs> off an awful lot of steam <laughs> in a slightly public way. And everyone else slightly crept out afterwards and did it in in a, in a more measured way. But I also think that it does it does bring a whole set of pressures and anxieties 
for a lot of people that they just don't want to engage with and don't enjoy. And also, I think the other thing to really bear in mind is what this is happening against the background of. And it's happening Mm. across the background of people being frightened for their lives. And, you know, the reason, initial reason, which we may have all slightly lost sight of, is that the reason we were all meant to stay home is because, you know, it was it was really, really, really dangerous out there. And Mm. you don't you don't wake up one morning and just shrug that off. That's a process. Mm. The, The business of gaining safety, regaining safety is a is a long process. And anybody who's been through a massively traumatic experience will know that just because the trauma stopped, just because it ended, they yeah. didn't suddenly feel safe. Yeah. The process of building safety is big and it's complicated. And when it comes to collective trauma or collective upset, it's a societal process. It's not your individual. If you if you had an individual trauma, so let's say, God forbid, I hope this never, ever happens, but let's say you were involved in a car accident. Well, I had and one. You had I one. had okay. a really bad one when I was in my mid twenties, and it was okay. on the motorway, and it was wow. incredibly. It was. I don't want to go into the detail because no. it is gruesome, but yeah, it was horrific. It was horrific. How long did it take you to feel safe after that? Well, years, and I didn't drive for years. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, quite, and and that's the thing. But I imagine that part of what helped you to feel safe in your own body and to connect with your being alive and recovery was being around people who loved and supported you yeah and gradually building up that confidence by you you know by you know the people around me helping me to understand that I could be okay if I got into a car again and and drove yeah exactly so it has to be it's a collective process and it's 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 about mutual support and none of us can do this on our own so no one individual uh, as isolated as we are now is going to wake up and go ta-da I feel I mean maybe some are maybe maybe those very very bouncy very extroverts you know are going to do this but quite a lot of people aren't and they will need support and boosting and chat and the the sense of reassurance a lot of reassurance Mm. and and the sense that the world you know we need to believe that the world is a safe place this was something that was so interesting is that I remember uh back in the early days of this podcast which was during the first lockdown Mm. we talked about this idea of um the, the way we had lived our daily lives is to have to believe that the world is generally safe. Otherwise we wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't exactly. even go and catch a bus yes. because you'd be thinking, you know, you'd be constantly thinking about all the terrible things that could happen. And what, and what the pandemic has done has forced us to uh, take that thing that we had parked, you know, the, the fear mm. of what's out there and not being safe and go, no, 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 no. You have to think about this because out there is now no longer safe in a even in, in a normal everyday walking down the streetway so you must not go there yeah. and we have all been uh soaking up this message for the past year yeah. plus which is you must not go near people yeah. you so stand near people you must not be touching and kissing your friends you must not be shaking hands you must not so all these things have been marinating in our psyches haven't they for years much as we have hated them and I have hated that feeling of distance from from the people that I love to see but much as I want to think oh I just want to go and hug all my friends and stuff Mm. there is still that no no you mustn't no 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 and 
I wonder how long it will take for that fear or that that belief that other people are not safe yeah how you know how long will that take for it to leave us all quite a while I imagine I mean a year is a a year can a year is long enough for stuff to really embed and you know for us our, our felt experience so the kind of experiences that we you know emotions are embodied right so they happen in our bodies so we know we're scared because stuff we feel our it heart rate. we feel it we feel it in our mm. body so when something becomes embodied and you re-experience it in an embodied way over and over again it's it's kind of laying itself down right it's getting yeah. itself in there um yeah. and that's self-protective and it's good and it's it's how we work but it just means it takes a long it can take a long time for those messages to change and it's it's not enough just to go you're fine mm. fine open the door out you jump everything's fine it's not enough because our whole bodies will be telling us something else so there'll be a dissonance between our felt experience how we feel that the, the trepidation fear uncertainty hesitancy all of that stuff and and the message the the the, the herd message which is that everything's fine and that's a very difficult. What do you do with that, right? When your body mm, and is telling you one yeah. thing, but the external information is telling you another. How do you navigate that with a lot? Of yeah, how do you navigate it? What's the well, magic answer, Lucy? Well, with the magic answer, <laughs> oh, I'm I had all the magic answers right up this sleeve <gasps> of mine. They're just all tucked Ooh. in here. She's oh, just pointing good. at her jumper. Yeah. yeah no, okay. I have. There, well, there are no magic answers, but there are there are answers. There are there are ways, and it's it's always about. Um, connection and support and it's always about sharing you know and 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 a a degree of wider support so not expecting you to suddenly go as an individual on your own to suddenly go ta-da I've been born in you and I'm fine because actually we need each other to, to to support that and we need to see other people doing it and we need to feel that other people are safe and yeah it's a collective process it's a wider broader deeper collective process I'm finding I'm finding the just even I don't you know totally immerse myself in the news, but just even being dimly aware of the news at the moment is is such a well, it's always, always bloody difficult, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, you're going to spit out your tea then, aren't you? Because it is just mm-hmm. a flipping nightmare. But oh, that God. idea that you know one day we're being told you know for, I think something really recently today or the other day was about restaurants um, or shops being told they can open all night because obviously they want to get people back in there and the economy going and then the other day it's like third wave and fourth wave anyway I'm lost lost idea of my ways a wave a new variant waves uh, and it's kind of like should I be afraid or should I not I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with this information and I'm someone who really wants to kind of I want things back not yeah. everything. I want most things back that yeah. I've missed. Yeah. But I don't know what to do with the no. information that's out there. So no. therefore, it's a bit scary. Exactly. Because there's no certainty and there's hesitancy and then nobody can tell us for certain in any way mm. that any of us are going to actually believe, I don't think, that it's fine. And that's what we need to know. We need to know that it's safe. You know, somebody needs to sound the all clear in a convincing way. And we can't do that with this so it's going to be a very very hard process is the best thing to do just to do do what feels right to us without I think think you know gut instinct that kind of thing I think so I think so I think don't force it and I you know just because you can doesn't mean you have to 
It really yeah. doesn't. It really, 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 really doesn't. I mean, without wishing to sort of, you know, sound excessively doomy, we have been here before. This did happen. <laughs> and and look, you know, what, you described it as, and it launched us straight into a whisper. Uh, I can't even say it. Winter of discontent. What, the the first kind of easing yeah. of everything and then, yeah, Keep it all went. Help out. What could oh. possibly go wrong with that? I've, Oh, I did quite enjoy my cheap meals that August. No, I look, I you know, you know, I, <laughs> well, I was probably I, super spreading. I took in, without realizing. I took advantage. I was a sass in a few kind of pub gardens mm. and mm. ate some food, and it was really, really, really nice. Mm. It probably won't be looked at um, positively, will it? But in five years' time, <laughs> by modern historians, the great eat out to help out, super spreading COVID <laughs> nationwide event. <laughs> do you remember those posters i'm talking about I'm, i i, I realise as i'm talking about it it sounds like i'm talking about something even 10 years ago but do you remember those posters about going back to work and all the things you're missing yeah. while you're not at home stuff about water cooler chats and catching up with last night's <laughs> tv and banter and all this kind of stuff and there were these yeah. big posters your daily coffee big advertisements so going go back to work with that they shut shut that down within three weeks i know well, this is, and this is why we're not, this you know is why what? we have a lot of fear around <laughs> this. It's basically not our fault, is it? It's, it's not that we're fault. a bunch of quivering neurotics at all. It's really, really not. It is not that. If you're scared, it doesn't mean you're a quivering neurotic who needs to have a long, hard chat with themselves. It means you're living through a crisis that has, at times, I don't think it's controversial to say, been very badly handled. So, yeah. you know, you're allowed to not feel safe. You're allowed to not trust the grown-ups in charge. You know, this isn't, it's 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 weird. And we're getting mixed messages. We're getting mm. messages that are too mixed, really, for our for our biology to be able to make proper sense of. I think you're all, I think this is all spot on. And I just, the last sort of thing I wanted to ask you, we touched on this a little bit earlier, which is the idea that we've, in many ways we've become conditioned by covid right yeah. and and we've we ex- we can accept all kinds of things now that we would have been horrified or panicked by yeah. a year ago and so therefore the the prospect that how we've now built our lives will have to be upended again and we'll have to suddenly all forget what can we do are there any kind of tools in which that can help us so we don't let that kind of conditioning overwhelm us and not not return to our old lives not return to the good things that we we did miss I think first you need to know that's what's going on for you so you need to Mm. know that the reason you are skittish or scared is you need to know why you need to know that it's happening and you need to understand why Uh, so you need to be able to locate it and name it and there's a cliche in my line of work which is to name it is to change it and it's a cliche because it's true so the second you say I'm scared Mm the less fearful you become. So that's yeah. number one. The other thing is to slightly look at the, is, is to try and engage in weighing up, try and, try and deploy your rational brain a bit and try and engage with, you know, what's actually happening if you can. So what, is there any evidence to support your current fear? Does it feel, mm. does it feel proportionate or does it feel disproportionate? The difficulty with that is at the moment, nothing feels proportionate because we've been in lockdown for a year. So mm. we don't know what's real. And that's the other thing is to just cut yourself some slack. Nobody, you know, we don't know. We've lost sense of most things. It strikes me, you know, we've lost sense of our landmarks. We've lost our markers. Some people are having second birthdays in lockdown. Yes. Of, yes. Know, right now, you know, it's going to be our second Easter in 
lockdown. Mm. You know, it, it's it's we've 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 lost a lot of our markers, so our sense of reality and perspective is going to be quite warped. And I think the best thing is to just try and engage with, you know, solid, measurable evidence, and and try and be careful who you speak to as well. Speak to people who you know are kind of calm and yeah, and and you know, try not to get into those conversations where everybody's spiraling and you know having you know talking each other into panic attacks because that's not or, or telling or telling you that they're not going to have the vaccine because they don't want microchips <gasps> injected into their arm oh which yeah. someone told me the other day yes in all like po-faced serious this is why i'm not going to have the vaccine can and i ask he- what you did with your face in that moment well luckily what i had a mask you- on lucy <laughs> <laughs> obviously you can't always know what no. people's reaction is going to be but I but I do take your point there are a number of people I can think of quite quickly um in my orbit yeah. or in my wider orbit yeah. who I would not talk to about um uh easing of lockdown no. or kind of you know how you're feeling about it because they are spirally panickers there you go with no idea there you go and and if you are one of those spirally panickers then you know think about who you speak to when you're talking about how you feel about lockdown easing I just you know we may all need to slightly help steady each other through this Mm. this is is a collective process and um but we're also all very scared and it's really hard to help each other stabilize and stay steady when we're all Mm. when we're all feeling fear of some kind or another and I you know I know I am I am I you know I noticed how weirdly trepidatious I, I feel about this um you know and how there are things that I've spent a year desperate to do and the prospect of being actually able to do them makes me feel a little odd well do you know what I was just thinking <laughs> this is all going to come to bite us on the bum isn't it <laughs> in like through two months time we'll be in another lockdown <laughs> It will be like, you absolute idiots. What were you doing talking about going out to a concert? And it will be like a July wave five lockdown. But that's, but that's the, that's the problem is that that's part of what's messing with everybody's head. Yeah. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. And I just, I honestly don't see, I don't know, maybe somebody somewhere has the answer to this, but I, I really don't see how we could be feeling anything other than really confused and a bit scared and worried in and amongst all the other stuff yeah you know all the other stuff you know grateful and and relieved and you know vaccines are fabulous I've had mine by the way and I I I'm not aware of any microchips having been that's what they want you to think Lucy but do you not think I mean I could quite do a little bit of I I, to be honest I would I would quite welcome you know a few extra gigabytes of storage so could I please have some well do you know what the the great irony about about this ridiculous conspiracy (laughs) nonsense that's actually quite upsetting the biggest irony about it all is that people who are getting all very up in arms about this total myth Mm. are uh, um, getting up in arms about it while communicating on a device that yes. does have a tracking chip in it, yes. namely our <laughs> iPhones and right. smartphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that. And they are merrily on their way being yeah. tracked by big tech yeah. all day long. Yeah. 
no. and don't seem to have a much of an issue with that no no I know but I guess it feels different if it's in your actual arm but to be honest you know I could you know I'm I'm, I'm a very busy woman with an awful lot of my plate so if I did have a little bit you know cyber help I, I, I would I would welcome that but it hasn't, okay. the vaccine well, hasn't anyway. made any difference at all I am as you know as I was you never know Lucy we might see in five years time this is <laughs> this is going to get all very you know sci-fi maybe maybe when I get my second jab it will all come online and then you know that will be everything but for now get, this is an episode know. actually maybe this whole thing is an episode of Black Mirror and this is all Charlie Brooker's doing. It has, well, it has felt like that, hasn't it, though? It has felt times. a bit Black Mary. It has, it has felt a bit Black Mary, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It, has, it has. But that's the thing, isn't it? You just, I think that's that's just another part of how hard and confusing it is to try and make sense of it. And I think it's a moving picture. And every time we try and land on something, every time we try and pin something down and try and make sense of it, it changes. And that's, yeah. that's, that's really, that's an innately stressful experience. That can't that can't not be innately stressful. So navigating our way through this is is going to be not easy. And like you said, and like you said, I agree. And like you said, we've all lost perspective because I just thought my life was actually a Black Mirror episode, and I actually yeah. thought that that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back from the edge there, Becky! Come back! Come back! Come back! <laughs> <laughs> right it's I think not. we should leave it there <laughs> I think we should <laughs> and I think I should stay in this little this little cupboard for a bit while longer just yeah. to uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> slowly steady myself <laughs> alright Luce alright bye thanks <laughs> bye thanks for listening to How to Cope with Becky Howard and Lucy Clyde if you enjoyed this podcast please rate them and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends. Thanks for listening to How to Cope. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.